RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing this week, man? Listen, listen, first of all, happy spring. Welcome to spring. Welcome to to warmer weather, longer days, more sunshine. You You know, that could translate into more seat time, more riding time. I'm excited about spring. You know, there's there's so many cool th- for those that are in parts of the country and around the world that have to deal with winter. You listen to earlier episodes of Life in the Fast Lane and I touched on the winter blues. You know, the riders that live in say California or other warmer climates around the globe, you guys don't really understand the pain, the anguish that we have to go through sometimes, particularly us who live in the greater Northeast of the United States. It can be brutal. So, you know, I welcome spring with open arms. I'm really excited about this upcoming season, and although I do do my best to ride all year round, you know, there is nothing like riding when the weather is just right. The, you know, the air is crisp. The bikes seem to, I think all bikes seem to do better in warmer temperatures. I don't know, maybe it's a psychological thing, but me, for one, I I love a a beautiful spring morning with the sun that's ever so gently getting the asphalt beneath me up to temperature. There's nothing like it. Um, you know, but with that said, with longer days upon us and more seat time upon us, you know, if you're heading out to the track, you know, if you're a track rider, uh, you know, I I would recommend that, you know, if you have not done, I'll put it like this, your first couple of laps out, just remember, you want to shake the cobwebs off. Maybe you have taken, taken a few months off during the winter time. It might be your first time back out on track this year. Take it easy. You know, there's no rush. You'll get there. We got the whole spring, summer, early autumn to go, okay? I don't, I I hate seeing images on social media or hearing stories and posts about, you know, riders so excited about, oh, first track day coming up. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wah, wah, wah. They go out for one session, wad up their bike, and then, you know, that's usually followed by, a post that says, well, my riding season's over. So let's not have any of those those posts this year if we can help it. Let's, you know, let's just take it easy. Let's just take it easy out there, you know. Um, you know, how, how are you going to start your season and end your season on the same day? 
<laughs> you know, let's let's we've got nothing to prove to anybody out there. Let's just go and have some fun. If you're hitting the streets again, it's I, I'm tired of seeing those posts where it's oh well, it's April the second, first week of April. My riding season is over. See you next year. Let's avoid those. Remember that there are the weather is right, but the streets may not be right. You know, there's two types of on the streets. There are two type of holes that we have to be mindful of and look out for. The first one, the first hole (laughs) is pothole. You got to watch out for the potholes, man. They will take. Look, if if you're not paying attention to the road, you could really fall victim to it. And, you know, I think I've I've already seen one post and I think the young rider fell victim to a pothole. He dinged his rim. And now, you know, he's asking for help. If anyone knows uh, in his area, someone who fixes rims and he's got a cool bike, you know, but he's got a dinged up rim. If he doesn't get that fixed. You know, that, that the follow up post could be up. Oh, no, that's that's my riding season. It's over already over. Um, so let's be mindful of potholes. OK, when you're riding in the streets, just be mindful. The second type of hole that we have to look out for is the A-hole. The A, you know, life in the fast lane, Black Moses, this is a family show. So I'm not going to <laughs> I'm going to cautiously Uh, I'm just going to say the a-hole and the a-hole is a a cager who already is super distracted. Okay, with their the, the phone, the messages, the whatever, man, the radio, the makeup, putting on the the coffee, the children in the back, whatever, you know, just not paying attention. Okay, already preoccupied. The last thing on their mind is a motorcycle. You know, they're programmed to only look out for other things that look like them. For four wheels typically only looks out for other four wheels. So, and I've seen a couple of posts already where some riders in the last week, last week were taken out by the a-hole, you know, So just I want us to have a great riding season. I want us to have a great everything. But if if anything, if you're listening to Black Moses and I think you are, I think you are. And thank you for listening. Uh, Let's just take it easy. These first couple of weeks, you know, let's just let's 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 get through. Let's get through this season, this riding time. Let's just have fun, but let's be smart. Let's look out for each other. Let's let's look out for one another. All right. All we got is us, y'all. Let's keep it 100. All we got is us. So let's, you know, let's have a great riding season. Welcome to spring, you guys. It's time to ride. You dig? With that being said, welcome to life in the fast lane. Let's ride. This week, I am I am so, so honored to be sitting here with with my good friend. Uh, actually, you know what? We we met we met a year ago. 
But I feel as though I feel as though uh, you know that we're good friends. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So wait, tell you what, why don't you introduce yourself? I appreciate it, Alan. Thanks for having me. And uh, my name is Alex Franz. I'm the new PR manager for Ducati North America. Um, I've been with Ducati for about uh, three and a half years now, and I'm really excited to take on this new uh, this new role and challenge. Uh, but thank you for having me. And uh, what do you uh, what do you have for me? What uh, what what makes me interesting to you and your your listeners? What makes you interesting to me is that one, you're a fellow Ducatista, uh, and two, last year when we did meet formally, you were really, really great to me at the, it was the Pirelli VIP track day right. at Laguna. Following World Superbike, yes, that was a, it started off a, a little foggy in the morning, but uh, once everything cleared up, I think we had an excellent time. Uh, you got a chance to ride a, a good uh, amount of bikes. I want to say the Pentagali 959, and what, were you on the, what other bikes were you on, the Monster? I was on the Monster, and also, did we, was that the Super Sport? The Super Sport was there as well. Yeah, that was a really special day. Shout out to the to my family over at Pirelli for uh, hooking it up, and uh, I hope, hopefully, this year, we'll get that call again, and, that, and Pirelli will be hosting another VIP track day. But, Alex, I want, so that's how you and I met, but you've been with Ducati for the last three years? Correct, so about three and a half years now. Okay, and in what capacity when you came on to when you joined Ducati? In what capacity were you? What role were you playing? Great question. Um, so when I when I started with Ducati, I was the Northwest Service Area Manager. So my main responsibilities were to support our dealership service departments uh, for technical issues, for warranty concerns, uh, compliance, um, retail identity training, uh, those kind of things. But um, yeah, I I've been interested in motorcycles uh, most of my professional career. Uh, basically, in my late teenage years, I was really interested in turbo all-wheel drive cars, and I got to the point where I blew a turbo. I was like, man, I need $4,000 for a new turbo, but what do I really want out of this? And I just want excitement and adventure, so I decided to go off the cuff and uh, purchase my first used motorcycle. Wait, now, what was that? What was your first bike? It, unfortunately, it was not a Ducati. It, was, it happens. It happens. Yeah, it, ha- it was a mistake. No. <laughs> um, it was a 2001 Suzuki Gixxer 600. It was a salvage title bike that I bought for about uh, three and a half thousand dollars and um Basically, I bought that in September of 04, fell in love with motorcycles so quickly that January I was signed up and already going to American Motorcycle Institute in Daytona, Florida. And uh, at the time, that was the only location where you could get Ducati certified outside of a dealership. So I, I figured that um, if I knew how to work on Ducatis, I could probably work on anything. That was my, my attitude. So I specialized in Ducati. I was top of my class in electronics and, and uh, main, uh, main shop and, and Ducati as well. And uh, went back to my hometown in Northern Virginia to work at my local dealerships. No, wait, pause. I was going to ask you, where are you from originally? Ah, so I'm originally from Northern Virginia in Fairfax County. Um, grew up in Centerville. And uh, my local dealership was Coleman Power Sports at the time. Shout out to the people. Where, Coleman, I know those cats. We got good people over there. Coleman's good people, good people. That's right. Uh, so I started at Coleman uh, from the bottom in the service department just uh, doing PDIs. And that's basically uh, uncrating the motorcycles, getting them prepped for a uh, uh, new customers. What does PDI actually stand for? That sounds like some technical jargon. That would be pre-delivery inspection. So basically, we were responsible um, to assemble the bikes and make sure that they're, they're ready to go for uh, the sales team um, to uh, deliver to the final customer. 
Okay, so is that kind of like everything from once you get it out of the box, you make sure that the fluids are in the whole nine? That is correct. Yeah, we we uh, make sure all the fluids are right, everything's adjusted properly. We take it for a quick five to ten mile test ride to give it a quick shakedown, and then uh, we check it out with the customer and go over all the controls and that kind of thing. Um, and then I was at uh, Coleman Power Sports for about a year, and I realized I loved the industry so much, I wanted to immerse myself into it. So I moved uh, out to Southern California. Um, in California, I started working at a, another local Ducati shop there. And a few, a few years later, I was uh, uh, recruited to a, uh, a different Italian uh, motorcycle manufacturer. And uh, Ducati uh, fortunately reached out to me three and a half years ago uh, via LinkedIn to uh, get me on their team. And I think that was the best move. Wait, 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 wait. Via LinkedIn? Via LinkedIn. LinkedIn does work, people. Apparently, you know, LinkedIn has caught some shade <laughs> in recent years. But shout out to uh, those on LinkedIn you know, I use LinkedIn as well. You know, I always get those little notifications. Oh, uh, so and so many people, such and such number of people have looked at your profile this week, you know, but good to know that good things come from LinkedIn. That's right. That's right. I, I owe everything to uh, uh, my former colleagues and uh, the social media platforms that, that we have these days, for sure. That's cool, man. It's good to know that. You know, in today's market, in today's world where social media is doing a lot of nonsense, when something good and positive and forward momentum is used, you know, it comes it comes as a result of social media. You know, I, I t- Black Moses appreciates that. That's good. Well, we, we appreciate that as well. And uh, I think my focus uh, for this year f- uh, from the PR side is really trying to focus on um, the technology and the safety side that Ducati has to offer. Um, we all know that the style is awesome. We all know that it has the highest performance, but I think we really need to um, uh, change a little bit of focus uh, this year to help explain to, to readers and, and customers the importance of where, where we're developing our motorcycles and where we're going in the future. Now, that's great because I Actually, I was going to lead into how, you know, moving, transitioning into this position as PR manager. What are some of the challenges that you have been that you've had to deal with and that you're currently facing and what's the move to overcome? You know, that's a good question. I'm still ramping up in this role um, this week. Uh, Monday was actually my first official week. Wait, 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 wait. Monday? Wait, wait. Oh, so, okay. All right. So, you know, now people, people, Alex, Alex, I don't want people to think that Alex is green, green. He's, you know, or has, he's, his behind his ears are wet. You know, he's, he's a new guy, but he's not the new guy. He knows what he's doing here. Okay. All right. So go ahead now. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. So uh, the PR side is, uh, like I said, it's going to be very challenging for me, but I think I can bring some strengths to um, Ducati's uh, marketing department this year. And uh, I hope we can make it thrive that's the plan what have you let's say you know i've been around ducati uh i consider myself a family member i think it's mutual uh and i've seen your predecessors and obviously from my vantage point i never see anything that's so i'm not gonna say horribly wrong i you know the saying never let them see you sweat so but within anything there's always challenges what is there anything specific that you're deciding to focus on to say, you know what, we've done it this way, but we're going to do it this way now moving forward. And it's going to make things so much better for everybody involved. Um, No shade. Don't have to throw out any shade. 
No bad vibes. <laughs> all positive vibes. But, you know. For sure. Um, I think uh, the, the biggest focus this year for uh, the PR and marketing department is making sure that our fleet is ready avail- readily available for um, journalists like yourself. Um, I think that's been a challenge in the past. Um, so I just want to make sure that uh, we have a good team um, supporting our, our, our maintenance side of the PR fleet and making sure that uh, uh, we have something um, at any given moment for you guys. What do you ride? We're changing gears a little bit. What do you currently ride? Uh, I actually currently ride a Ducati Multistrada. It's a 2015 DVT engine, um, but I'm looking to uh, possibly upgrade to this new Diablo 1260. Pause, pause. Let's talk about. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the new Diablo 1260. Let's talk about it, bro. All right. Well, this is uh, very exciting for us. Um, this is going to be basically version two of the Diavel. Uh, we first launched it back in 2010. Um, so this year we're launching it with a, a new engine. It's the 1260cc DVT engine. So it's no longer the V11 engine, which is referring to the valve overlap. Um, the DVT engine stands for Ducati Variable Timing. And that's really important because you have four camshafts and each one is being independently controlled uh, through oil control valves. And basically, it's controlling your valve overlap to give you the the maximum amount of uh, performance and torque at any given RPM and throttle um, request. How do you think, you know, the the Diablo was released in 2010? And actually, I, I had the privilege of being, I think, one of the very first, if not the first, uh, persons in the United States. So I took delivery of a Diablo and it was March right after Daytona Bike Week. It was March 2010 and I rode it up the coast. Um, and there's a whole lot of great stories uh, and anecdotes that we could get into, but this is not about me today. Um, but I remember when that bike hit, it was so different from what was put on the market and people had tried to compare it to other manufacturers saying, oh, this is Ducati's version of Bois or this is how Ducati is doing their Bois. But the reality is the bike itself was so unique. Um, The amount of power, the, the way it handled, the way it looked. I would say that at the time, I would say, oh, you know, the Diavo looks like if a pit bull and a bison hooked up, <laughs> that that was, you know, the Diavo would be the offspring. Sure. And the bike is such a powerhouse, you know, power cruiser comes to mind, but it's so independently itself. How has it from your side of the table, how has the bike been received? And let's just specify in North America. Uh, the Diavo overall has been uh, well received. I mean, it, like you said, it is a it's a power cruiser and uh you know we have the the most amount of performance uh in that segment i believe and we have 40 41 degrees of uh, lean angle and we made a lot of improvements on the chassis this year so we're really excited about the new electronic package too with the new evo um dtc system and abs uh i think this is a big deal for us uh having cornering abs obviously is going to give you um the the most amount of safety wait 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 hold hold, wait not to cut you off did you mention cornering ABS? That's right. Uh, this year, we have cornering ABS on the new Diablo 1260. We're using a six-axis IMU that basically helps uh, uh, the motorcycle to detect 
it's movement more or less and uh, you can be full tilt in a turn have a panic situation something runs in front of you what have you you can slam on front and rear brakes and it's not going to lock up on you let me tell you people about cornering ABS cornering ABS may be one of the in the last in my opinion in the last five years of motorcycle technology cornering ABS has been Oh, such a blessing, such a blessing. Um, the application of that science, not just, you know, obviously it's, it's oh, if you're on track and you got cornering ABS, you, you think you're Rossi, you think you're, <laughs> you think you're Dovey. It just really does something psychologically knowing that, you know, the bike is confident. And when the bike's confident, you're confident. So on the road, on the road, if something does occur, if, if there is a small woodland creature, a little old lady, uh, <laughs> oncoming traffic, if there's anything that is an obstacle, I heard this yesterday and I'm borrowing it. Sometimes those obstacles become opportunities. You dig what I'm saying? Let it marinate. Let it marinate. <laughs> I love it. But what do you, you know? And that's so cornering ABS. Great technology. You know, we could even talk about because that's always been a debate. Who's riding the motorcycle? Are you riding the bike or is the bike riding? And the benefit about uh, our technology is that the cornering ABS is actually adjustable. So we have three levels, one, two and three. So you can always turn off uh, the the cornering ABS if you don't prefer it. You can also have just the front brake and not have ABS on the rear brake. Um, And uh, level two also um, uh, has rear lift mitigation as well. Now, rear lift, what is that? Define that. Um, is that wheelie control? Negative. That would be the opposite. So under heavy front braking, um, basically it helps stabilize the bike by not allowing the rear wheel to leave the ground. We call that stoppy control. Not wheelie control, it's stoppy control. That's right. Now, any other uh, bells and whistles about the new Diavo that we want to get into? And, and people, I can't front any longer. I was trying to, I didn't want to say where we are. Alex, tell the people where we are right now. We are in the beautiful country. He said beautiful. Beautiful country of Marbella, Spain. It is a, a beautiful uh, 68 degrees. Uh, sun is shining. Um, it's going to be a fantastic ride on Friday. That's right, people. This episode of Life in the Fast Lane, you're dealing with international Black Moses. You dig? International Black Moses. I'm overseas, mama. I'm overseas. Alex, um... <laughs> You're great, man. That's great. Alex, you know, um, and tomorrow is our uh, press is our press ride, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but the Diavel is just one of many, one of many. Sidebar, uh, full first ride review of the Brand new Diavel 1260 will be in an upcoming issue of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. Make sure you holler. Um, I, I feel a cover coming on, too. I feel a cover. I'm just saying cover 10 pages. It can happen. Look, um, in the lineup of models that are dropping this year for Ducati, anything else stands out for you? Um. For 2019, um, I think uh, uh, the 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 Multistrada 950S, which was just launched recently, that's going to be a, a very important bike to us too, because that's basically all the technology in our high end model, the 1260 Multistrada. Um, but it comes in at uh, uh, le- uh, less of a price, but it still gives you all the bang for the buck. Anything else? Um, 
Are you a multi strata guy? Are you a strata guy? I I I'm converted to a multi strata guy. I used to be a, a sport bike guy. That's okay. I was I lived on the track. That was my thing. But you know, hey, I have a family now. I've got a two year old. So things change. You know, and that that's called life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's look, my my my, my homie Alex has to go home on Monday. You know, he has responsibilities. Responsibilities. Um, for me, I have to tell you that the entire lineup. Of, and I'm not saying this just as a Ducatista, as a member of the family. I'm saying that the excitement that's occurring for the brand across the board. We're talking about dominance so far, and let's keep it going in MotoGP. We're talking about World Superbike. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about just aesthetically, performance-wise, uh, visually, the whole the whole sensibility of the brand right now I feel keeps it does it there's no plateau I feel like year after year Ducati keeps knocking it out the park our momentum is strong and it's the lifestyle aspect of it as well I mean what Ducati not it's, it's not like and again no shade life in the fast lane is all about positivity and good vibes so no shade ever thrown we try but my point is is that some manufacturers are not interested in engaging their customer past the point of sale it's there's no sense of belonging it's like okay yeah you know what you just dropped some coin on a bike good luck we'll see you when you got a maintenance situation going on what ducati in my opinion has mastered is selling not the bike and it's not even selling it's providing access to the lifestyle that's right we the have. bike is the gateway but you you go to a ducati event there's so many people there who haven't bought their first ducati yet but they're so invigorated by the life what are your thoughts on that uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, we do try to create a lifestyle, and that's very important to us. We have um, DOC clubs as well. That's uh, Desmo Owner Clubs. And uh, each club is sponsored by a dealership. And I highly recommend if you're a Ducati owner, uh, find out who your local club is. And uh, they do a lot of really cool rides and events and uh, um, different things together. So, yes, we, we, we are a very tight community. And uh, I think we're trying to grow that this year. We actually have a new um, uh, DOC um, uh, manager that's going to be managing those uh, those relationships for us. So we're looking to really um, increase the, the amount of involvement that we that we have with the DOCs. What uh, beyond the Ducati Ducati Owners Club, uh, and we talked very briefly about the the lifestyle aspect. What events are on the schedule for 2019? Oh, let's see. Off the top of my head, I know we have uh, Austin GP that's coming up here in April. We have uh, Laguna Seca World Superbike. We're going to be at the Quail this year. Um, let's see what else. And we're talking specifically the 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 platform is the Ducati Island engagement. Is that correct? Yes, yes. We'll have a, a good a large footprint at uh, both races. So we're really excited to, to be a part of that again. And those who, if you've been to a race awesome if you've been to a race and you haven't been to ducati island you're missing you're missing out your race weekend is not complete unless you go to even if you walk through again i was talking about the lifestyle the vibe the captivation of the brand there is no party 
like a Ducati Island party. And that's just facts. Black, Black Moses said it. I stand by it. It's real. Um, what 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 do you what do you foresee in the coming year? Your contribution to the brand. My contribution to the brand, um, I would say that uh, I, w- I really want to exploit uh, what I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, the, the safety side um, and aspect and the technology and wh- where we're really headed and going with all of this. Um, I think that's, uh, that's extremely, extremely important. So I think that's going to be my main focus this year is to, um, well, reconnect with some uh, relationships like yourself and, uh, and also push the, some other aspects that um, usually aren't really talked about, you know? It's our electronics and technology. Uh, we have a lot of that, but sometimes it's just not explained well or in depth enough for uh, readers or listeners to to fully understand well. So I think um, that's something that we can really uh, uh, expand on this year. Alex, you know, I our our time here is it's you know it's we're, we're under schedule, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. We have bikes to ride and whatnot sucks to be us um but (laughs) i do i definitely want to say thank you uh for spending a little bit of time with me and talking about you know motorcycles what we do but uh, before i let you go we have to move into the super pole portion something that the you know the listeners of life in the fast lane and, and and the family of black moses we've come to appreciate the rapid fire aspect so are you ready for are you ready for the Super Bowl questions. I hope so. Let's go. All right. Nice and easy. We'll start it off. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Any? That was very quick. Very quick. Tell us why. Uh, I just enjoy his. Uh, I enjoy his uh, uh, lyrical um, uh, thinking. Uh, I love. Uh, I love his music. Um, I appreciate uh, both sides. I really do. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of both. Uh, but if I had to pick one of the two, it would be Tupac. You know, I like I that's you know, we a few episodes ago, the answer, you know, was Tupac. And it's interesting. I'm going to have to do a tally soon. I'm gonna have to do a tally. It seems like most people gravitate toward Pac. With respects to Biggie, sure, you know, but it's a. Uh, it looks that this might be a pock situation. It's all good though. All right, so moving on, you know, and I'm going to keep it because I don't want to ruffle you up, not too much. When we have you back as a guest, I'll throw a third question at you. But today we're going to throw. Uh, we're just going to have two Super Bowl questions. So you went with Pac for the first. If you had to take a ride with anyone alive no longer with us, fictional, biblical, mythical, mythological. Who would you ride with? Where would you ride to? But most importantly, what would you be riding? That's a great question. Thank you. I try. Um, If I had to pick one person, it would be my dad. And uh, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. And one of the last uh, things that we did together was actually um, go pick up that 2001 Jixxer 600 and his pickup truck, uh, which I still have. And um, what bike would I be on? It honestly wouldn't matter because I, I think um, I w- my dad was never a motorcyclist. And um, I, that's something that I feel that I would like to share that experience with him. And I just never had the chance to do that. And the location wouldn't matter to me either. Damn it, Alex, if you make me cry. 
<laughs> I'm laughing to keep from crying. That's you know what, man? That's a great answer. Are you getting waterized right now? I'm trying not to. Oh my God! Look, Barbara Walters ain't got nothing <laughs> on Black Moses. Okay. Damn, bro. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, that's one of the things that I appreciate about our industry, the humanity of it. Um, and that's why that question, I'm glad I didn't ask you this. <laughs> I only left you with two questions and not three. That's one of the things about our industry. We are some of, if not the most real people, we we come together as motorcyclists, as enthusiasts, our industry is the greatest industry. Hands down, I don't care what anybody says. Our industry brings people together. Look at look at this. You and I here in Spain being real, talking about real things. That's right. And uh, the, the, the nice thing about the community is that, uh, uh, like you said, it's just super tight. Um, everyone is very supportive of each other. And, you know, it's it's about the love of people, the love about motorcycles and adventure. And uh, that's that's our story. That's motorcyclists. You know, Alex, I appreciate you, bro. Black Moses appreciates you. I appreciate you. You're a good man. Thank you. Thank I'm looking. I'm looking forward to working with you more and more, man. I'm really excited about our program. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Black Moses Ducati. It's a lot. 2019 is about to be real hot for everybody. We can only tell you what we can tell you when we can tell you. But when we tell you, we gonna tell you. You dig? All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's been a really exciting time with you, and I'm looking forward uh, to tomorrow's ride. Alex, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, you know, and I, uh, you know, I am, I'm fortunate, blessed, happy, the whole nine to be here in Spain and, uh, you know, to, to do the show remotely from, you know, overseas, you know, Black Moses is international. You never know where I might pop up. You never know. Uh, I want to, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for checking out the show. Uh, the show is continuing to grow. And, you know, last the last two episodes before we before I wrap up this week, I just wanted to, you know, just take a special take a moment to really, really thank you guys. The last two episodes, part one and two of the becoming of Black Moses, you know, you roll the dice when you start talking about. You, yourself, and you don't really necessarily, I personally, I didn't think that those shows, those two episodes were going to amount to what they amounted to, but the feedback was, has been tremendous and encouraging. And, you know, several people have asked, asked for more. So I I didn't want it to turn into a, a biography of Black Moses, but I thought you know, to do a two-parter on the becoming, it was good enough to uh, get to a point where you can have a little bit of background of who you're tuning in and listening to. And if I can offer, you know, positivity and bring good vibes to the table, to our community and, you know, and, and have it just paid forward, you know, everybody look out for each other. Everybody be kind to one another. 
Our community is our community, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. So if you're listening and 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 you listen to those, ep- if you didn't listen to those last two episodes, please go back, listen to them. Um, I would really like to know what you guys think. Please, I'm interested in feedback. I'm interested in dialogue. You know, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Uh, thank you. Black Moses really does. I say it every week, but Black Moses really does appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Please follow the show on Instagram at Life and the Fast Lane Official. On Twitter, you can check us out at L-I-T-F-L Official. And on Facebook, you can check us out at Life and the Fast Lane Podcast. As always, please hit that like, hit that share, the subscribe button. That's, you know, that's how we as a community, we grow. You dig? We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. You dig? I'm gone. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. We're living in a state or a world where uh, in this state, you can go and vape. In this state, you can still use the tinctures. Uh, we can do a lot of different things, but you can't smoke it. Uh, somebody who smokes it myself, like I enjoy you know, the feel of smoking. I've never smoked cigarettes in my life, um, but I, I enjoy smoking a J. Um, you're looking at me, and for me, any way therapeutically I put it in my body, it's going to help me, all right? But that's just the method that I like to use. I read this story about a young lady, and she's not so young, Kathy Jordan from Sarasota. And uh, her story was, it was touching to where uh, she had ALS, and she lived in Florida, and she would be taking all these muscle relaxers. And I have a good friend of mine, Kevin Turner, who just passed from ALS, um, a guy I played with in Philadelphia. And that's, from what I hear, is the worst way to go. And she's taking all these muscle relaxers, and it's putting her to sleep, and she's sick, and she can't eat. And she comes to, she's in Florida, and she's at the beach, and somebody has a joint so she figures, why not? You know, what can go wrong? So she takes a couple hits of the joint, and all of a sudden she feels better. So from that point on, the only thing that made her feel better was smoking a joint. So to me, stopping her from being able to do that is, is unconstitutional. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.